Right, we are. We're yeah, we're actually recording it now. Recording now. Yeah. Right. So the, the podcast is called TLDR with B. Right, right. TLDR stands for too long, didn't read. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, well, I was thinking of different names and all these kind of weird things that sounded either shit, none sounded cool. Uh, and then too long didn't read or too long didn't read sounds more like something that we work with your industry and our industry that it's so complex boring and convoluted that if we can simplify it down and make it a bit more entertaining for people to listen to and understand um then we're kind of doing half the job for for you as a guest and obviously for us to talk about changes within the industry mm-hmm. so we've got one uh, podcast published, which I think I sent the link. It's on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Anchor, and a couple yeah. other places. The second one's being edited at the moment. Yours is the third or fourth one? The, well, it's the fourth in line. Yeah, the fourth in line. Published. But yours will be the third one uh, published. So the long, full version of it, um, or the edited full version of it, will go on uh, our website, hosted at Anchor or somewhere like that, or Spotify. We'll take excerpts of 30-second or maybe 60-second clips of what you talk about or what we talk about and use that on our LinkedIn, Facebook pages, potentially on our website as well. Um, as like a, a, what do you call it, educative? Or? Yeah, just educative. So, so I only get to go on your website if it's good enough, is that what you're saying? No, 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 no you'll definitely go. <laughs> We're hoping because obviously one of the reasons why I connected with you, you came recommended either from, I think Dave recommended you, I think Ian recommended you as well. I think Emma even had a conversation, a new starter. I don't know if you know Emma Simpson. No, I'm not sure. I think she'd heard about you, so she said definitely get him on. So that's either your reputation procedure. <laughs> if you've not spoken to her. Not sure that's a good or a bad thing. Because <laughs> um, I, I, I tell people how it is when I see things on LinkedIn. Sometimes people are trying <laughs> to stick a quote uh, a turd, shall and really it's... Just always a turd, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's oh, okay. so. I mean, that's, that's, it's not. that's it. That, that, that's our website. So, I mean, if we start it off, well, basically, tell everyone who you are and, and what you do. That magical question. Well, I'm Ian Palace. I'm the I'm one of the directors at Rope Access Trade Solutions. Um, at the minute, my role is basically looking after the, the the rope access side of the operations, the technical side of the operations. Who's outside? Who's on his phone, twenty-four hours of the day? Basically, he's the operations director. So okay. there's two of us in the company, and um, we've we've only been going for three years. So we've, where we we where we see ourselves in five years' time is probably where we're at now. Okay. Um, so the well, business the businesses went from there was three of us originally, three directors. Yeah. Um, there is now two of us, and we've got. 43 uh, members of staff now so that's fantastic well done how do you feel about that then in terms of like how's the growth been has it been manageable has it been managed yeah it's been a little bit of it was it was horrible at first i'm not gonna lie um it was we went from because we we started off and we thought right we'll just get these little contracts in we'll just but then all of a sudden we just got like Massive chunks of contracts, and they're saying, "Yeah, take these on." It was like, "Fucking hell! What, what, how do we manage this?" We haven't got. We didn't have the office staff. We didn't have the funds. We didn't have the vans. We didn't have the material. We didn't have the equipment, the gear. We, we had nothing. So mm. it was like we had money that we'd saved up as such to start the business, 
But then no one would give us any money, banks, no one would. It was all basically where we're going to get this money from to do this job. So it was, you are governed by how much money you had to, yeah. it was, so it was, it was a nightmare. So it was like, I was going, I sold everything I had. I had to go and beg and borrow off my mum. So we've had loads of family support, but that was an absolute nightmare to start off with. Um, That's the part of growth that nobody gets, really. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's the part, because you're bottlenecking of your own success. You you, you end up bottlenecking. You know, we're in a similar position now, whereas we've got, we we keep winning work. It's difficult to lose it, to be honest with you. Um, But we keep winning work, but you get that busy uh, that you can almost facilitate that growth. It, you just can't happen. Well, that's a, so this is Sam, anyways. He's just walked through the door. He's, he's your director. I will do it. Just been asking chaps. They've just been asking basically. Um, obviously, I said told them that we've been going through years and we've went from nothing to what we've got now. This is where we're expected to be in five years' time. Just such and they're asking how I how I felt the growth went. And I basically says it was a. A nightmare at the beginning. Oh, so it was a piece of piss, but you made it really, really difficult for him. So, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, you said what? He says I found it easy, but you made it really difficult for us. <laughs> what about getting off work? <laughs> <laughs> you want to just introduce yourself and tell them, like, yeah, uh, I'm Sam Kirk, um, operations director, Rope Access Trade Solutions. Um, Basically, my background is I'm a boiler maker by trade. Uh, worked in power generation industry, went offshore, worked offshore, oil and gas. Um, here we are now. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> so you, I'm going to say you know Martin and, and Dave, don't you? From when you were at the uh, the SS, not the SS, but SS. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, no Martin from past from when I had a uh, company before. Um coded welding company, site services. Um obviously. But because I got a decent service from myself last time, come yeah. back to you. So good to know. Service matters though, doesn't it? I suppose that's probably one of the things the questions you got about like because we, we have this whole issue of these conversations on a regular basis about um, service and value versus price. What what you know? What what do you buy on? Do you buy on because it's cheap? Do you buy on because you get a decent service? You know, just based on like you being the buyer, what do you prefer? In your own words. Well, I'll give you an example of this. Involves stuff that we get from use. Okay. You know, company. So we'll, we'll we'll look at something might be say thirty pound, and something might be thirty five. Yeah. The 30, just the £35 one only lasts you two weeks, where the £35 item costs, uh, lasts two months. Yeah. So, so people always look and go, well, that's cheap, but we'll, we'll use that. But in like, the work, the, the background that Sam's come from, when you burn or you, you're shuffling along steel and you're ripping, up, you're ripping, ripping your arse out in your overalls, yeah. the £35 pair of overalls lasts. Better yeah. material, stronger, more washes out of them, therefore. So it's all about. Quality, quality, I mean, quality, price, yeah. Price obviously is massive, isn't it? It's a massive influence on it, but quality Same still. Every industry, that, isn't it? You get what <laughs> you pay. You get what you pay for, don't you? Funny enough, we we were took on the way over here, and we were stuck on the uh, the wonderful M18 and Park. We were just talking about this as a concept where if people just look at price and evaluate all their purchases just on the price. 
they're missing what you just described, which is the quality of the performance, which is the other other side of the equation where they don't seem to sort of, well, if they do factory in like you guys have a 30 to 35 pound product, you've obviously lived it, you've seen the actual proof of it, and you know what you're going to be buying. Therefore, it's in it's appropriate for us to guide you to that line. Mm. But then you get people that are stuck on that still five pound more. You're like, yeah, but it lasts sort of five, ten times as long. It's, it's a no-brainer. Because you guys have just established it could cost you 90 quid for the same three-month period for the £35 pair of trousers that you've just purchased, you know what I mean? But right. you've got that mental assumption that they're only 30 quid, they're sound, they're a, they're a bargain, I'm saving a fiver, even though I've spent 90 quid this, like, this first quarter on them. But the difference is, me and Sam have been in the industry, that's why, so me and him know exactly, well, that's shit, it's not yeah. going to last. So yeah, why, yeah. Pay, why buy it? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You spend an extra couple of quid on. I might take the Sam. I've used them before, mate. They're shite. Yeah. What you gonna? What, why? And he does the same with me. Mainly his tools and like I could go out and buy a welding rod. I know nothing about welding rods. And Sam will just uh, what are you doing when you use that shit? Fall a bit. Oh, not work. It's not as good as. So how do you perceive it though? Then if, if a company were going to come, because like like the BHI sort of mantra is that. Um, you're a, it's sort of a, a provider. Right? You, you provide products rather than sell products. Uh, so, what if you? How would you take it if if a company would say, "Look, you know, please tell me what you're using this trouser for, and I'll advise you the best route forward uh, for, for this." You know, what would you? You know, if they came to you and they give you that information, would you appreciate it? Would you think they're trying to sell you something, or you know, how would it be perceived from your angle? Mm, it, it depends on the how. It depends how the person tries to put that across to you sometimes. Mm. Would you appreciate like, if someone said, try before you buy type thing? I, well, we met a guy, didn't we, down at, um, out at, at uh, offshore when expedition that would, expo that we're done. Okay. He basically says, yeah, if you want anything, try. I'll send you a pay, try it, let us know how you think. If you don't like it, don't buy it. If you like it, buy it. So basically, like, we spent sometimes four or five thousand pounds on PPA in one hit. Mm-hmm. And the first time we've done it, we used a different company, used guys. That my wrong man said, The overalls were shite. The t shirts came out, printed funny, weren't they? The, the, pe- the stuff peeled off them, and that. The, yeah. Basically, you just wasted money on. We might as well not bother. I got the gear printed up. It was absolutely wrecked. I mean, one of the things I've from you guys talking there, because you, you live in it, you're wearing it, and you're at the sharp end of the, the well, the coal face, if you want, and you're in the field. The disconnect comes when you've got someone sitting behind a computer that only sees the price, has got no experience with the product, and has got no real appreciation of the performance of it or the durability of it. Yeah. If they start buying for their workforce, there seems to be a kind of, well, it works down because it's cheap, but it doesn't actually mm-hmm. perform well. So I think it's important to listen to you guys at the sharp end, obviously the ones that are using it. You try it before you buy it. That, that guy has obviously got a good product, otherwise you wouldn't send someone some shit and say, Try it. If you don't like it, don't buy it. Right. But the thing is, as well, we listen to our guys as well. Because all of our, again, going back to we've been there and done it before. If we if we give a group of, a squad of guys some gear and they come back and say, yeah, they they they're not good. We don't we don't turn around and say, fucking top shit, mate. You're gonna have to use it. <laughs> we look at saying, right, well, what's the matter? Yeah. Tell us. Oh well. This like these pockets are these pockets off. are ripped off. Or like the we've got some other overalls now, which I think we've got off use guys. The lad, the lads are complaining that legs are really long in comparison to the to the overalls itself. Yeah, right. Um, 
we didn't know that until we just bought the overalls. They were good overall, but the legs are too long. That's not major. You know what I mean? But if, yeah. if the, we had ones where the, the Prestons were keep on coming off. Yeah. So we never went back and got that brand because the Prestons were coming off. You basically, you're, you're wasting money on overalls, which weren't fit for purpose, effectively. That's the word. I think, I think these are all valid points as well because because anybody listening to this thing, what, what does it matter? What does it matter? You know what I mean? What should you stuff <laughs> <laughs> but they, but that's got the they've got the wrong attitude, haven't they? It it should matter if you're good pissing your lads off because you don't give a shit about them and you're just feeding them stuff because it's cheap. They, they, they just they, you don't respect us as a, as a staff. So again, morale's going to be low. All that kind of stuff. It's like Christ. It's quite mm. amazing how important considering this kind of stuff really is. Do you think they think that your staff appreciate that in terms of the turnover of them, their approach, their efficiency, their productivity? Do they appreciate that's you? Actually that's, what you get. that's what you get, don't you? You get guys, if they get a shit product, they abuse it and they just use it. They, they use it for a week and throw it away. Whereas if you give them a good product, they want to keep hold of it, don't they? So if you give them a good pair of boots, Good pair of rolls to look after them. If you give them a load of shit, then they'll just abuse it, and then you end up paying for it three times over anyway. I used to clean and polish my over, my boots offshore, right? And put and put dubbing on them, but I used to get the piss taken out of us because I cleaned my boots, right? But I had my boots for years and they were super comfortable. Yeah. Well, these would be going. I need a new pair of boots and put boots on. They fucking rip the ankles off. They blisters all over, and then they'd yeah. be sitting taking the piss out of me because I'm walking around in boots which are like slippers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, 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 I kept them because they were decent. I mean, I'm like a, a, a novice in all this because we, we come from like a, a branding perspective. But do people look at workwear as you would look at like a, I don't know, a, an, an Armani jacket or something like that? You think, oh, I'm wearing uh, this this branded wear and be proud of it. I or, go back to this text, dude, didn't it? Give them a pair of fucking sunglasses, man. I think they're cool as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference between yeah, where, isn't it? Like, like, you see them like they've got the sunglass on, they're like, Yeah, like, what? it's fucking rain on my head. Yeah, they do, I, they, they are, isn't it? The industry's full of every industry. <laughs> <laughs> Your industry, ah, uh, rope access just in general is like it's got a special breed of people. Like, that was a good question because I'm talking from a place of ignorance with, within your industry. I mean, I know what rope access is. Aye. If you were, let's take, let's twist the uh, the dynamic a bit. You're in a pitch meeting for a contract. How do you differentiate your company from your competitors? What do you say and how do you sort of sell it? Uh, well, first off, we'll just say, look, we are not just a rope access company. Okay. We don't need windows. Mm. Because automatically, I've got a point that Sam's the brains of the trades in, in, the, in the company. And when he starts talking, they just fucking fall off the chair because they realise that actually they do know what they're talking about. Yeah. 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 With trade stuff. So my opening things, and it's always to turn around and say, look, mate, we're not like, I'm not going to name any companies and such, but we're not like these companies. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, but, and then Sam will start talking them and they'll, they'll straight away, they'll just, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. So, so it's, that, it's the quality of your service. That's what you, that's your main USP. The, the fact that you're better. Yeah. Well, better in the respect that we, we specialize in the trades. Yeah. Okay. The fabrication and welding, the pipe fitting, 
the rigging and lifting, steeler acting, that side of things. But yeah, there's companies out there that do that, but they don't necessarily specialise in that. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's where that's why we win as much work, and because we don't just talk the talk, we can do the stuff on site as well. We walk the walk. But and so the, the the company name, right? Me and Sam met on the Brent Brent Alpha. Brent Alpha. Um, and offshore, you get called rats. Right, so they'll say like get the rats in just brought access technicians that's what the yeah that's what the like the name come from so we sat there for ages and thought like what can we make a name to say rats so that's where we came up with robe access trade solutions Brilliant. in hindsight it's it's been a little bit of a like a downfall for as a company because at times yeah we'll, we'll go to oil and gas companies or we'll go to like companies mainly oil and gas background they'll turn around and say they need robe access and then straight away, I'm saying, like, well, hold on a second, we're not, rope, rope access in itself is not a fucking a job. That's just, forget the rope access part of it, think of the trades access. Yeah. yeah but we need rope access made. So you straight away, you're into work. You're already on the back foot because you've said, yeah. I don't want rope access. And I'm trying to then justify why we're not a rope access company. And it's just, <laughs> offshore, they'll have, they'll have, a, they'll have a sparky. Yeah, they'll do paint and work. Although anyone can do anything, if you've got a robe access ticket, they basically think you're a fucking Swiss Army knife. Yeah, yeah, you, can do, yeah. you can do everything where yeah. you can't. Yeah. It's just your taxi to your work scope to your your face. Once yeah, you get there, you, you need to be able to do something. Yeah, like a mute. Like a mute. You kind of just drive around in a fucking mute on site, fucking shouting at people. You need to do something when you get it. <laughs> so why do people think that the or, or people in the industry? You know, have got that kind of like um, view on themselves. Just explain to me, like you know, the I suppose the 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 shine to rope access. What 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 is it about it? Is it is it because it's quite sexy and people up high and they and they're doing this really exciting stuff? Yeah, I knew I knew you thought it was sexy. That's what I didn't hear. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just think they just think because you can go out right. You can, it's new. Yeah. It's it's relatively new. I but you can be a postman yesterday. And you can be a rope access tech tomorrow. Okay. And they think that they think that, that is enough to get them a job. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've seen people in Asda, and I was in Edinburgh, in Asda, and I'm in, in McDonald's. I'm sitting at McDonald's, and I heard clink, 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 and I thought, what the fuck is that? I turned around, there was a squad of guys in McDonald's in the fucking rope access harnesses, buying, oh. buying the food. And I turned around, and I was like, I just didn't even know what to say to the guys. I just looked at them and just, you're a fucking dick. Aye, you just try. You know what I mean, there's no need to be walking around in that full harness in now. Like, hey, look at me, boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting take on that. There's obviously a lot of uh, ego, would you imagine, within your industry? There, I, to clients, though, there's a lot of there's a persona as well that rope access companies only do window cleaning oh, or right. abseiling and cleaning stuff down and stuff or painting. That is. Literally all Literally the time. Are you but fighting against that all the time? Your yeah, well, yeah, until, until we get on site, when we get on site and we start doing it and, and we show them what you can do, then they just start throwing work at us then. <laughs> they they, they realise, hang on a minute, we're putting a scaffolding up to put that pipe in there. We don't need to do that. Or we've got a steel beam that needs to go in up there what's been missed off or needs snagging or whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. Instead yeah. of building a 100-foot scaffold, yeah. Or getting a, a massive meal pin, what gonna take like three weeks to get on air or whatever it might be, they can just employ a team to come in and, and do it as efficiently, safely, 
And obviously, the lead times are there's massive differences on lead times. So when did the transition happen? Because I've got friends who's in the because uh, now I'm getting a bit of an understanding. Listening to you, uh, getting a bit of an understanding what you are capable of. You know, I've yeah. got a friend that's literally hopped from one scaffolding company to the next. That one's folded. There's another one because he's, he's got a decent reputation in the industry. He's, he's gone to another one. That one's folded. He's on to another one. That one's folded. And now he's just he's not. He's, he's thinking. Is the industry knackered? Is that because of the that you guys really, you know, is, is no, the shift? There's occasions where it can work hand in hand as well. That, that sounds like he's made a shit scaffold. Put all the company on that. I'd be more concerned about that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you might be. What you did was just make sure we don't employ me. I'm not. That's it. He's not listening to this podcast. <laughs> Can tag him in it. Yeah. Nah, then obviously, obviously, it does have an impact because it's it's the changing industry, isn't it? And this there's new technologies. It's like TVs. Do you know what I mean? You've got flat screen TVs now instead of that big box that we're in the corner. Yeah. It, industry moves on as much as technology does. Right. So that at, at the minute, I mean, there's still a lot of work that can't be done via rope access, or it's not. We we see that though, don't yeah, we? We we'll, because we cover everything. Right. So we, we're not bothered if lads are working off a scaffold or we've got plasma trained guys as well. We've got guys that are trained in IPATH and every other, everything, basically. We, we don't just say, if, if we go to a job, we won't just sell the fact that, oh, yeah, we'll do that via ropes. We'll say, well, this oh, morning, I have the job with Pace this morning. I prime example, that job in Newcastle today. We, we went to look at our job in Newcastle, which is just easier. It would be easier for mute, which everyone says that, that's an easier job off a mute. No point hanging by your balls if you don't. We need still them. win the work doing that as well. <laughs> I would do, eh? yeah. We still win the work because they, because they see. Oh, actually, these guys are being honest with us. They're not just trying to yeah, sell yeah. us. Sell us that. We'll say. Oh, we'll say. Look, you're better off use these yeah. because. And, and then they come back to you. Then when they do need you. Mm-hmm. So we 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 always work on that, don't we? Nah, there, there is there is a lot of companies out there though who just. Try to sell doing it on ropes and rope mad. A lot of lads are rope mad, like back to offshore again. Like it's a little bit different now because of the downturn. But you would you would have a safe player. He's a rope access player. He's going to have to do a rope access plating job. And you'll turn on and say, I'm not fucking doing it. I'm not working. I'm not working that there if I'm not on a rope. Mm. So you're not you're not working his own two feet. He wants to be hanging off a fucking rope. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? The, the, he wears the hardest with pride then, doesn't he? Well, yeah, they're just that's Pretty much. It, it sounds like you guys are pretty switched on as well, like completely self-aware of what you're capable of, really what you want to see rope access used for. You know, you, like you say, you turn work away. If you don't think it's necessary, you just not take the job. You just go, look, it's, you're wasting our skill set. We're overkill. Overkill, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The overkill, why, why, why do it that way when it's more efficient this way? Yeah. We so can still cover that work because it's the trade that we do anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys have a sales team that you sort of pitch for work, or is it more referrals? How how does it the dynamic? Well, me, me and Sam are the sales now. Really, we've yeah. got Jeff, and we've got Claire, we've got Rob. They're like they're the opposite people in the back. Yeah, we've got site supervisor Michael. We've got we've got then we've got team, leaders. team leaders, which they're all out on the sites looking after their own jobs who generate extra work. While they're on site, me and Sam, me and Sam are, I don't know what the place now, we're in, in, and, in and out. 
different. We get we get a lot of repeat business though. I loads. Yeah. Well, that's I would the say eighty percent of our business is repeat business. I from doing a decent job basically. The, the quality, the value, the the difference that you do other than the competitors. Yeah, so, we're not we're not we're not cheapest by by cheaper. One of the reasons I think we've done so well is all right is because like we're so open and honest. Like, yeah. We're sat in meetings and we've, there's been a guy in the corner giving this spiel to the fucking project manager on the QS and we've just laughed and we've just went, yeah, that's not going to fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> I've been planning this for weeks and Sam will just say that, look at me, that's fucking bullshit, that's not going to work. And yeah. then a week later, they're on the phone saying, eh, how's it going to work? <laughs> Mate, that, that, that's not, that didn't work, can you, can you come and get his hand? And, Brilliant. Oh, we'll not get involved in stuff. Unless you asked to. You, you well, it, put your own reputation on the hook. Now, like some people will just get involved in it just because they're just on a wage. They just yeah. they get paid regardless. Yeah, and if it's like mining Sam's name on the line where we'll get fuck that fucking name on that. Yeah, because it's your business. Obviously, you've got the the history with it, the the technique, the expertise. It is your reputation. If you went out there and you went, yeah, yeah, I can do that, and then tried to figure it out afterwards, that would actually be in a worse position. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because then you be you in the corner, then aren't you with all the guns pointing at you? Of course you are, yeah. Absolutely. Very similar to our businesses. It's like yeah, a reputation, your reputation. It does precede you. And if you start saying, or you get people within your company saying, "Yeah, yeah, I can do that," or as Martin would say sometimes, "Be right." Be right. They're tagging me in this podcast as well. Turn around and say, "But yeah, you you do or you can." One of the pitfalls is saying or committing to something that effectively you. Don't know you can do, or worse, you don't know that you can't do. And ah, yeah. There's a lot of similarities. I've between... been in the situation where we've had a couple of guys coming to us and they're like, Yeah, I'm a pipe fire. All right, so I'm a pipe fire. Well, you look like a pipe fire. I put him on a pipe and he's fucking hell. Your head disappears up his ass. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking in the bathroom and it's this big. Yeah. When it's a pipe this big, he's fucking has no clue what he's doing. So, uh, but the, the culture of the, the business and, the, and, and the, the way that people take on a job and represent you. Is important, isn't it? And and I think that if you guys are them like that strong leader at the top, you, you know they've got to represent you when you're not there. You know how are you able to sort of deliver how you think and feel down the line so that they're actually singing to your tune? Well, we get them in, don't we? We get them in every six months at least. So everybody comes in every six months, and the we have well one to one with one one. Sam does a one to one with the mag. Won't look at the balance because Sam's like. The operations manager. Yeah. He deals more with the lads and I, and I'm just anal as fuck because I like things to be clean. Yeah. yeah. Like the vans and sure. make sure everything's in yeah. right, make sure everything's numbered, make sure everything I manifest and follow it, then he well what what you do. Uh, I basically review are they being performing on site, um, anything I feel that they need training on. So I'll I'll put stuff across to them what they think that they might know. And in fact, we don't. <laughs> and, uh, by, by doing that, we've developed some of our guys uh, from basically coming to us as apprentices as such. Brand new, some of them, eh? Yeah. Uh, we've developed them. I mean, one of them is now our operations manager. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, oh, Rob, Rob was shaking like a shitting dog down in Croydon, hanging off a steel beam. Yeah. Petrified. And yeah. I mean, absolutely petrified. Where now he's. One of our best guys we've got, any? Yeah, yeah. But that's because we can see, like, we we'll see that the because 
<laughs> you can see that uh, you can, you can see some guys stand. some guys are, are new to the industry yeah. uh, see if they go like offshore again back to the offshore again nobody yeah. really helps them they really all they want to do is stab each other in the back and yeah. they, they all looking for a promotion so it's not like actually nowadays he's a good lad if you keep hold him he'll he'll look after us as well they just go yeah. nah, he's going to be better than me I need to get rid of him that's kind of what they do out there where we've We've like took them under our wing as such and says, like, we need you as much as more than you think. You know what I mean? Yeah, you've implemented a human arm to the business where it's like it's like now it's kind of almost a, a trending thing that that's what you should happen. You should nurture, take care, look after your staff, pull them up through the ranks. And, you know, in terms of like staff retention, uh, if you, the longer you can keep your staff, all that kind of stuff means the stronger you can build your team. Rather than, like you say, if they, if they go abroad. Being with us now, two and a half a year. Yeah, two and a half. And you'd be going three years. Yeah, so they'd be going for the. They could be twenty years. You need. You'll need to be buying them watches and clocks and stuff like that soon. <laughs> you get a pair of socks once you've been with us for twenty years. <laughs> so buy them from you. <laughs> I'm going to make a note. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make a note. I'm going to turn it on. Now with the army, out with the 40 odd guys, we've got, we've got 43 guys now. We've got 10 of them, which are like, we can rely on. We know fine well. Yeah, we're 100% like. 100% rely on them. We know fine well. If we need to phone them up at 11 o'clock to go somewhere and do something, they'll, they'll, they'll do it for us. Yeah. And it'll be done right. And uh, we'll always know that yeah, put, uh, they put them on the jobs that they'll. they'll They'll speak to people in the right manner, you know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah. obviously the first appearance when you come on site, if you're just an arsehole, it just makes if you, it just makes the job awkward. Where if you come on and be polite and nice and like you just need to do a job at the end of the day and yeah. like you just need to do it as you want that relationship. When you build that relationship up as well, where like from a sales point of view or from a director's point of view, with when you're dealing with a company. Yeah. You build up that relationship. What you don't then want to do is pass it down line to like your ops managers or your project managers or whoever it might be, operations, rope access manager, guys on site, team leaders, site managers, whatever it is. You don't want it to then get to call phase for them to bollocks it for you, basically. Yeah. Because you, all that background work that you've done then is then undone within 10 minutes of them lads being on site. And they'll remember that, the negative... 10 seconds or 10 minutes, you know, just uh, everything. Yeah. you could be great at your job if you're a dickhead or an arsehole. That's it, you're done. So, uh, yeah, you know, well, as long as you keep but, your mouth shut, yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, that, that, that is that is sort of perception. So, you want to be perceived in the right way, uh, by your customers and maybe the people that are, that are associated with your customers and clients. So, perceptions are important to you, you need to be approachable as well. Yeah. So I'm looking on your desk and had a couple of lads, haven't we? Again, that came with us and they were like trying to be a little bit like uh, ah, uh, but trying to like the attitude was like a little bit arsey. Yeah. And it got a sight, and then I went to sight, and they were like, he's an asshole. What's he got? You send him on site for? And then I spoke to him. He was like, oh, yeah. well, he's not an actual arsehole. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, just, yeah, he just comes across as one. Yeah. <laughs> so then I was like, well, I had a chat with him, and then he's like. He sounded everyone's like, oh, he's lovely, that him. And I was like, he was just trying to be clever. <laughs> yeah. well, we don't know why he was doing it. Yeah, he's probably trying to sort of impose some kind of presence as well, you know what I mean? Just I so that so. people didn't sort of, you sort of take the piss out of him, basically. But, you know, <laughs> just going on from that is that your perception, 
is important to you and and looking at your desk and even your chairs and the t-shirts that you're wearing everything's branded you've specifically chosen them chairs around that table because they're red and your logo's red so you know that that perception of how people think and feel of you extends beyond just how um what what people think of the individuals in your business it's just how you're seeing your branding you know how you look professional don't you because if you like all of our vans are identical we've got two black vans and we've got Ten, uh, nine white vans, yeah. and they're all identical. Well, yeah. they're not identical, but they're all like the lo- the sides are identical. They've got different pictures on the back doors. Yeah. yeah. Um, everyone wears full PPE. You've got to have full overalls on. Everything's like it's a uniform. It's like you turn up, you look the same, you look professional. Yeah. Uh, that's 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 how I want it. And it as well. Fun. Uniforms branded up, all the all the everything branded. So you've got front, left, chest, big, and and like the rear, all logoed up. Um, logo text, t-shirts, logo text, high-vis t-shirts, logo text, um, stickers on the helmets, mm. uh, everything. Yeah, all same, all same glass and gloves, tools, everything. Everything's branded. Everything. That's communicating values. I'll send you some pens because I've got thousands of the fuckers. <laughs> well, send them to mine because I reckon he lives in a house made out of pens because the fuck it always takes mine and all. <laughs> it is. A, I, I bought Sam. I bought Sam a, a was it a Christmas present? Right. I bought Sam a Christmas present, which was a fucking pen, which cost us a hundred quid. Yeah, right. He had about seventy-five pence, and they're about twenty times fucking better. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a thousand of them. Fuck. <laughs> 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 this has bought me one of them pens. I, she she bought me a pen. I think it was three hundred quid, and I lost it. Was that the Mount Blanc? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what what's a pen called? Tross. Tross pen eye. Tross a forgy. I wouldn't buy one if you're listening. <laughs> I'm not tag them in it. So like, branding's clearly important to you, and like I say, is like was that an early adoption, or or was that sort of thinking as you started to grow, it became like nah, it was from. But the day me and Sam met really one, it was like, this is how it's going to be. And we'll, we set us to all that, didn't we? We're both, when we met each other, it was just, it was instant. Like, when you, like, I'd been asking people for ages, what, just ask them, what do you think about this? And what do you, and like, off show, nah, I'm not fucking interested in that, I'm, I'm comfortable. And as soon as I met Sam, he was like, I could just see in his face, he was like, hmm, fucking hell, right? <laughs> and that was it. We just sat together, we just clicked, and that was, we're instantly, we just spent, Oh, Did you meet on Tinder or Grinder? Grinder. That was it. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm, I'm the postman. He's the box. So, obviously, it's been really important to you from day one. And you, has it played a part? Do you think in your success? Obviously, you guys. Are, are, are the real part of why it's been successful. Mm. But do you think people perceive you better because you're branded and you also look the part when you rock up? Nah, well, I think it's because we look the part, but you need to have, a, you need to have an engineer and conversation with him and you'll, you'll, you'll want to go out for a meal with him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. put you right. you put you right. So, so do, do you think it's got nothing to do with looking the part as well? No, it's definitely. no it definitely has. It's uh, your documentation, you look in the part, you come across professional, you are professional when you're on site, you perform when you're on site, and 
Our experience and pressure. We always follow up, making sure that clients are happy with what they're getting as well. Yeah. But yeah, branding, obviously. From day one of contacting people, on it, our emails are all branded, lovely. Any documentation that goes out, all branded, lovely. I mean, we've got every accreditation you can possibly think of. So we've got like, We've got 9,001, 14,001, 18,001, Chas, Safe Contractor, a rat, a Veta, we've got FPAL, we've got Achilles, we've got Construction, construction line. line, we've got, and all these stuff are all ordered off our base documents. Yeah, okay. Now, that's the first thing we send to the client, and as soon as they see that, they can, I mean, how many times have we been? We've been, we've, we've, we've sent a set of documentation, and they've been on the phone saying, fucking hell, this, this is, these are amazing. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Would well, you do you think that philosophy that you've got there with obviously starting from day one? Is that working with other companies that didn't look after that or didn't care about that? Has it come from like a negative well, experience, not from you guys, but from working yeah, with people? Obviously, learn, learning lessons from what others aren't doing or yeah, yeah, or aren't concentrating on. Yeah, uh, obviously, you, you see certain companies about where. They'll turn up on site. They look a bag of shit. They they get out at van. Their harnesses are fucking laid in back at van in a pile of shit. Yeah. They drag them on. They slam them on, and then they start doing that. No overalls. Yeah, and it just right. one of my pet hates when we first started when we didn't have enough money to buy all the nice stuff is we had some big jobs, mm. and I was seeing ten lads. Not one of them. It was like it was driving us insane because some would come in in tracksuit pants, some would come in with work trousers on. Yeah. Straight away, you look at the guy who's not got the work. Like, you can tell someone who knows what he's talking about and doing because they, they generally have the right equipment on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you've got someone in a football shirt and a fucking pair of tracksuit pants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he might be decent at his job, but like, put a set of overalls on, mate. Fuck me. You know what I mean? We're half an eye of his best on. We're half an Wow. If they don't care about whether they look, then it starts making it. Well, that, that's the thing where. where I think in this world that we live in now, the perception is everything. I mean, it's the it's the first thing that people see. Yeah, you have to do the job, but if you turn up like you're saying, the guy in jogger bottoms and a, and a football t-shirt, it's like, well, how good does he care about other things? What else is he not yeah. consideration? You know, is he going to do the job that's going to cause someone else some pain and problems that you're going to have to go back and fix in three weeks or three months or wherever it's going to be? It's These, like, go on. It's like it's like it's like turning up to to meet a new client, isn't it? You won't turn up in your tracksuit pants and your t-shirt, would you? Not unless you watch his face from uh, who created Apple. That guy, he could wear a black uh, turtleneck. Steve Jobs. I think he had a purpose, didn't he? He turned up in like jogger trainers, pair of ill-fitting jeans and a black turtleneck because he's like, I've got a fucking billionaire, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, you're right. You, you wouldn't you, turn you, up. Can, you can do that when you're a billionaire, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Turn up> naked. <laughs> as well because of the product that you you sell you're not necessarily doing you're, you're not doing what you're doing for yourself it's a service that you're providing for someone else so you're almost representing them at the same time aren't yes. you yeah massively we get a lot of that don't we right. you're working for clients to their client as well because yeah. they might be offering a service what they can't they can't fulfill that service because they can't get to where they need to to do it. So that's when we come in yeah. as the third party. So you're representing yourself and them. Yeah. 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 The last thing you want to do is represent your client badly to theirs because then yes. 
feedback rolls back, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. And that can cost you. I mean, the most expensive cost is the work that you might have lost because of yeah. not not acting right. Uh, yeah, the... which is where we've actually won a lot of work is we've gone in like that, and then the client's client has contacted us and said, "Right, you're doing that through them, but can you guys cover this welding work because they don't do welding?" Yeah. And then we've we've won that contract then yeah. as well. So I, I think I think it, it it's a I think it's a massive point. I oh, huge. You 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 you're representing your company at the end of the day, aren't you? And you've got a lot. You've got you've got a lot. Got a lot good and crisp, don't you? At the... <clears throat> yeah, definitely. So what? what's the biggest job you've ever done then on in in rats? Um, I don't know. But one of the, the first biggest one we've done was in the first four months of trading. Four months, yeah. When we won a contract in uh, Freeport, Grand Bahama. So we're out in Freeport, Grand Bahama for really? half months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So while they had 25, 30 guys <laughs> out there. We're in the wrong business here. We've got an office out there now. We've got an office out there now. So we've actually set up a business with two locals out there, like two local guys. Well, you see, you get that quiet. Now you're an international, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> An international rat. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't ask, did you? <laughs> we'll do it next time. What's been your biggest success driver then, as well? Because I'm conscious that we've kept you five minutes on this podcast already. But what would you say has been your sort of biggest driver to, to you enjoying the successes that you are today? Mine, mine personally. Yeah. Cut out then, say that again. I want a Lamborghini. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is slightly different. <laughs> I just, I just enjoy. It, I yeah. just enjoy what I do. Um, I want to build a company that I can pass on to me, my son, my daughter, my family, and then they can. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I want to do. Yeah, my son invited me Lamborghini, and then, <laughs> and then I and then I can put my feet up, and one of them can run it, and I'll just. Sit in my villa, that's my idea. In the Bahamas. <laughs> Brilliant. I enjoy what I do, so I, I get a buzz out of it as well, which, and, I mean... We, we talk about this a lot, though, don't we, because we'll, we'll be out one day and we'll... We've been, we've been offered to get bought out and all that. We'll be, we'll be going somewhere and we'll, be like, we'll just turn around and go, fucking hell, imagine what we'd be doing three years ago. Because <laughs> we'd be, obviously... Like you're tired, and we were just talking about this morning. I've started doing a lot of like Sam guys to the gym a lot now. I've started doing a lot of like bike riding. Yeah. I could never do that before because I was always, I could never go out and buy a motocross bike and ride motocross because I didn't know when I would ride it because I was always offshore. And then when I wasn't offshore, I was looking for my next trip offshore. So yeah. everything, everything evolved round when you were going to get your next trip. And yeah. then when he did come home, there was nobody to go ride, ride a bike with because everybody was either at work or didn't have any money. Yeah. Where now this is now, it's given us so, so much more freedom, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's kind of, it's like a lifestyle. It's, it's, yeah. We're, we just really enjoy it. We don't see it as a job. No. I have just been on holiday for a week and I was, I was going to get back. back. <laughs> well, you were bored as well. You were going to the same. Oh, I'm the same. Yeah, I've, I've literally, we purposely booked a, a, a villa so that I can work out there. Uh, yeah, yeah. His wife don't like it. But no, yeah. his wife and missus don't like it. She hates it. But I've got four kids, so it's like you know, trying to be passed around all them because they don't get to see me much as it is. But 
I love what I do. I love working. And, and I think certain people are built like that, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I would do if I wasn't working. I'd go insane. I'd absolutely. I'd be the I'd be the same. I mean, we're, we're nowhere near where our vision is for no. us. No, we're, we didn't expect to be. Yeah, the one this might no, did we? That we expected sure. this to be like five years. Yeah. Like the, the, the turnover where the business done in the first year, we expected that in like three. Two or three at least, didn't we? And then last year's, we probably didn't expect that for what, five, six years, easy? Well, that last year's turnover, oh, where is target for us? Five, five years, yeah, right? Congratulations. So how do you get to the next level then? What's, what's your plans to, to go to the next? Well, well, just keep on going in the same direction, well, eh? We've set up uh, two different companies as well, right. which we're working on at the minute, obviously. There's a uh, chance to, well, we're looking at uh, expanding things in Barmers, aren't we? And trying to push more on that side of things as well. So Excellent. I would be as well, definitely. PPE out there is shit as well. That's a good point. PPE is shit out there, so you might want to try and vlog. Well, to be honest, I did assume that anyway. I don't want to put any pressure on you guys, but you know, I'll let Martin know. In fact, no, fuck it, because he'll end up going to the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah, Balak's that one. No, I'm not going to tell him. I'll take it over. <laughs> Listen, um, guys, I, I think you know I, I, I'm about done for questions, uh, yeah. and I don't want to take any much. Is there anything that you want to add that we don't that you feel like you ought to cover that we haven't covered? Think of it an advert for your business and what you want to get across to your staff or sorry, your clients. Sorry, do you want us to just give me telephone number so you can give us a ring? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've already sold the business hour. Yeah, mate, you've done a good uh, job. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that's that's the plan. We'll, we'll edit it. We'll get the excerpts. We'll tag you in it as well so you can share it amongst your people and, and your potential clients. And that's pretty much what this is for you guys as well. Um, well, it's for, B, you know, people like, you know, it's a BHI to sort of engage with the clients a bit more, showcase what the clients do and, and just build relationships, really, and, yeah. and get from your side of the story just how important you know, safety equipment is just how important branding is to you guys, and just gets like a for me from the horse's mouth view of of you know what working sort of together is like, and and just how important these small things are. When you think about PPE workwear, you just think it's just something and nothing. It's a necessity, but, but it's not. It's pretty boring. But yeah. The, the, no, I think that can be. There is some really good stuff out there, and you think yes. you get what you pay for, do you? You go out, you can go out, there's a hundred pairs of shoes you can buy, yeah, but you get what you pay for. Same as electronic products, hundreds of thousands of products out there, but again, you, you get what you pay for. You even might be down to like stuff like warranty on certain yeah. safety products, you guess. One, you might only get two weeks, one, you might get two years. Yeah, yeah. But you're going to pay more for the two years one because you know if it breaks, you can just swap it in. Well, you guys are confirming a lot of the values that we hold dear within our business. It's a case of, not battles as such, but when we're going to clients and we're having this conversation, you guys, because you're living in it and you have lived it and you know what works and what doesn't work, we're, we tend to go into businesses and it's a, it's a guy or a woman behind uh, a desk that's never been in the field before and is just looking purely at the price, not looking at the value of it and the quality of it and the performance. And we're having to go in and essentially doing what that guy did with you, saying, look, let's put our money where our mouth is. Let's actually show you what this can actually do. So we can compare what you're currently buying to what we think is a better one and then I show them after a period of, say, two months or six weeks or whatever it is, that that's actually got more benefit to them. You guys obviously know it at the sharp end because you've lived it. 
Um, but it's the same if you try to go and sell a wife for your bag, she's going to want a Prada one over an Asda bag, isn't she? Yeah, right, because yeah. it's the benefit. And you, the benefit to you guys is it's going to do the job that you want it to do rather than being, well, I mean, the analogy we use is a pair of boots. And I keep saying this, but it is. It's like you look purely at price and I say to you, what's the most expensive? It's going to be the £25 pair of boots. But then if I said to you, right, we've got data that can show that over a year, you buy the £9 pair of boots four times and the £25 pair of boots once, now what's more expensive? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's having that yeah. conversation. You've already done the mental gymnastics on that, which is a, a pleasure to hear because it's confirming everything that we think and feel and we're communicating as well as part of our brand. So, I mean, like this has been an amazing um, uh, podcast for, what, 48 minutes we've been going now. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, you know, been an absolute pleasure, guys. So yeah, uh, we'll do it again. No doubt. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Cheers, boys. Yeah. I'm gonna Fantastic. stop the recording because yeah. uh, I don't want to lose it. <laughs>